it's time for the Rutherford County High School Football Show. Today's show is brought to you by Web Aesthetic Plastic Surgery and Med Spa, your hometown plastic surgeon that has been voted your favorite for the last several years. Dr. Webb and staff are honored to wish you a safe and successful football season. Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. The Yard Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. If you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give him a call at 615-596-2006. Garbison Construction, they have been impacting and investing in people's lives in Rutherford County for nearly three decades, providing quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new construction on residential and commercial projects. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. And now, from Toots Restaurant in Murfreesboro, please welcome the hosts of the Rutherford County High School Football Show, Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor Monty Hale and Nick Gould. Good morning, and welcome to the Rutherford County High School Football Show. I'm Nick Gould, and alongside me is Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor Monty Hale. We're here at Toots Restaurant on Broad Street in Murfreesboro to give you everything you need to know about high school football for all 11 teams in Rutherford County. We're into October now, and it's fall break this week, so most of our Rutherford teams are on by. Today we'll recap all Rutherford County games played last week and take a look at how those results affect the standings. We also have an interview with Eagleville running back Brody Macklemore and another interview with Laverne head coach Mike Woodward. We will be announcing this week's Player of the Week and previewing next week's matchup. Since most teams are on by, we will take a look at each team's remaining games and determine what they need to do to make the playoffs. The Rutherford County High School Football Show is presented by Web Aesthetic, your hometown plastic surgeon who has been voted your favorite for the last several years. Dr. Webb and staff are honored to wish you a safe and successful football season. Let's start with some of our Thursday night games. Some schools were looking to get a head start on fall break and allow the students and families to travel on Friday if they're going out of town. Riverdale hosted Cane Ridge on Thursday and, well, didn't really allow them to get into this game at all. The Warriors won big 49-7. This Riverdale segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Braden Graham threw for 17 for 23 for 340 yards and six touchdowns. Brock Montgomery hauled in five catches for 141 and three touchdowns. Keyshawn Williams caught six for 106 and two of his own. Jalen Thompson got the other touchdown and ran one in as well. He also had an interception on the other side of the ball. Zar Morris also had a pick, which helped this defense keep Kane Ridge at bay. They seem to struggle all year, Kane Ridge, but uh, Riverdale's hot right now. Yeah, they 139 points, I think, in their last three games. Um, they've really got a lot of weapons. You, well, you went over their list of receivers, and they've, they've actually got a couple more, so... A lot of talent on that side of the ball. Uh, senior quarterback, uh, they're clicking. And it's uh, going to be interesting the last uh, Friday night of the regular season when they go to Oakland. A battle for first place, don't you think? More than likely, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and Braden Graham, heck of a day. Six touchdowns, and like you said, you know he's got a bunch of weapons uh, in the receiving core, and that, that certainly helps. Yeah, and a lot of those guys play defense, too. Um, they've got a really good secondary, back seven. You know, if they hold up up front, they're, they're, they're tough to move the ball on as well. They can catch the ball no matter who's, who's throwing it, right? That's right. <laughs> and, Monty, actually, you, you had a pretty good prediction on this game. I believe you had 49 nothing Riverdale, and that was the halftime score for pretty much most of the yeah, game. Yeah, they were able to take care of all their business in the first half and just shut it down. And, you know, and Kane, Midge, um, Kane Ridge has um, um, struggled mightily this year. And, and you know, we're accustomed to them being, you know, the best one of the best teams around, including Rutherford County, you know, anywhere in the mid-state. And it's just not happening this year. Yeah. Well, that's our Riverdale segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control your neighborly pest service, serving all of Middle Tennessee. Stewart's Creek traveled to Clarksville on Thursday to take on the other creek, and the Red Hawks beat West Creek 45-14. The Stewart's Creek segment is brought to you by Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. 
If you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give them a call. Kenny Jordan ran in three touchdowns, and Javarian Ote ran one in as well. Defense also forced a fumble in the end zone and recovered it for a score. Jerry Taylor also accounted for a 65-yard score. What got it all started, though, was Jeremy Smith's kickoff return for a touchdown. Monty, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, you start a game off like that, it doesn't mean you're going to win, but it it kind of gets everybody fired up, sets the tone. Hey, we're the road team, but we're here to play, and Stewart's Creek was ready to play last Thursday. Yeah, I heard they tried to kick it short and you know avoid sending it sending it to one of the you know quicker guys in the back, and you know I guess they regretted that because he took it all the way to the house. Yeah, I mean. You know, they, they, it's well known they've got some really good athletes. And, you know, just because a guy's an up back doesn't mean he can't necessarily run. You know, he's just maybe not as fast as the couple guys behind him. But it's always a great way. But, you know, they did it in all areas. They did it on defense, as you mentioned, uh, on offense. And, you know, that's a game they went into they should have won. Um, their schedule has been a lot tougher. And they uh, came out ready to play. Yeah, the Battle of the Creeks. I guess Stewart, Stewart's came out on top this year. And this is uh, your Stewart's Creek segment brought to you by Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. If you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give them a call. Laverne traveled to McGavick on Friday seeking their first region win of the year and came out on top 27-12. to 12. This Laverne segment is brought to you by Moxie <coughs> Pest Control your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Dominic Jones rushed for two touchdowns, Drew Holiday returned an interception for a touchdown, and Corey Lattimore had a scoop and score. Glad to see the Wolverines get a big win on Friday night. Yeah, I just had a feeling it was they, were, they were due. You know, they played pretty good defense most all the, <clears throat> the whole year, and, but they really struggled offensively, so their defense kind of got into the act early with um, – two scores, and then, you know, they were out finally able to put some things together. I know they've kind of changed their offense up a little bit. It's kind of taken them time to get going, but uh, that was a big win for them. I mean, they still they still got a lot to do to talk about the postseason, but their goal's still there. Yeah. And, you know. For sure. They, they needed to win that game, and, you know, they won it pretty comfortably. Who knows? Maybe turning the offense or offense around at this point in the season, you know, can can lead to some more victories here here yeah. in the home stretch. You know, I don't think they did a major overhaul, just kind of tweak some things, but it's different. Um, but, you know, the schedule schedule's pretty rough for them uh, d- down the road, so they'll have to have that type of performance, you know. Yeah, and their defense got a couple touchdowns on the board, but their offense as well came, came around, got, got a few scores, a really well-rounded uh, – team on Friday. Yeah, they, um, you know, you, play, you practice all that time in the summer and during the season, you don't have anything to show for it hardly. You know, they hadn't won since week one. They hadn't won a region game, so they kind of got both those monkeys off their back. That's our Laverne segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Smyrna hosted East Nashville in their last non-region game and got the W by a score of 17-14. to 14. This Smyrna segment is brought to you by the Art Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Austin Morris had a big day, completing 22 of 26 for 205 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek McCarver hauled in that touchdown as part of his eight receptions for 75 yards. Thomas Jones ran in the other score, along with 14 carries for 68 yards and a two-point conversion. Aiden Augustine led the defense with nine tackles. Jerry Martin accounted for eight. Cade Carter, Tucker Moore, and Thomas Jones each had six tackles on the day. Oliver Zetina Martinez kicked the field goal, which gave the Bulldogs the extra three points, which were eventually needed to be victorious on the day. Smyrna's hot. Yeah, they are, and I'm, I'd say I'm pleasantly surprised with the outcome of this game. I don't think most anybody that follows football around in this area would have picked East Nashville, although they're a three or four A school. Uh, they've been a power. Uh, they've played teams from Rutherford County and had a lot of success against them. 
But, you know, Smyrna plays good defense. We even talked about that going, you know, back second, third week of the season. They weren't doing much offensively at all, but their defense was keeping them in it. You know, they had a stretch there where they lost three games and only gave up 14 points. So, um, you know, they've got a chance to maybe even get the second seed in the playoffs. I know we're going to look at that a little later, but um, you got to like the way they're playing. And, you know, that's a, it's a big win for that program. Yeah, I saw uh, East Nashville was driving down the field. I think they blocked blocked the field goal uh, early in the early in the game. Had a big fourth down stop inside the ten. Uh, you know, Thomas Jones actually, I heard he's committed to Vanderbilt now. So yeah. congratulations to uh, Thomas. I know Good he, player. He plays both sides of the ball there. That's our uh, Smyrna segment, brought to you by the Yard Sale Store, where all items are up to ninety percent off. Eagleville traveled to Mount Juliet to take on the Tennessee Heat took, and took care of business 31-9. This Eagleville segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Brody McElmore rushed for 159 yards and two touchdowns. Will Becker threw for 174 yards and a touchdown. Cade Pippinger hauled in 98 yards and a touchdown as well. On defense, Marshall Spann had eight tackles, two sacks, and a fumble recovery. Dawson McCrary had seven tackles, a sack, and a forced fumble. Nick Scarlotta and Caden Pippinger also added six tackles each. Tennessee, Tennessee Heat added a late touchdown with under two minutes, which adjusted the final score, but this was really Eagles all game. Yeah, it was, and they needed it. You know, they were in the midst of a pretty tough um, three-game stretch there where they uh, didn't have any success, and you know this is a, a homeschool team that um, has had some pretty good players over the years. Uh, maybe not the best of teams, but you know it was a good game to schedule, good opponent to go um, beat up on a little bit, as they say. And you know I know that'll do wonders for them as they get back into their region play. Um, not this week or next, but the last two yep. of the year will pretty well decide their season and its fate. Yep, those are some big games coming up. Another another well-rounded game. Defense held them to three points for, you know, 95% of the game. Offense putting up some big points. You brought up Marshall's fan on defense. I mean, he's just a tackle machine from the linebacker position. And you, that's what you like to see. Yep. If your safety is making all the tackles, that's not a good thing because <laughs> they're getting deep. <laughs> they're getting deep into your defense where, you know, you got a linebacker making play. I mean, he's getting, you know, every week it's eight to 12 tackles, forced fumble, interception. I mean, he's, you know, certainly making his case to be an all-conference um, player in that league. Yeah, good job on the game there, Marshall. And I was in Mount Juliet on Friday and got to see the Eagles get the win. I stayed after the game to get an interview with senior running back Brody McElmore. Let's go to that now. Here at Mount Juliet with uh, senior senior quarterback, now running back, Brody McElmore. Brody, tell us about this big win you had today against Tennessee Tennessee Heat. Um, first half, we were pretty slow. Um, we just couldn't get some things down up front, but... Um, after that first half, we came out. Um, our linemen really stepped up, and I mean, they have all year. They protected me. Um, you know, we just started moving the ball down the field, coming together as a team, really like a machine. Everything. I mean, you're missing a part. You're not going to run well. You're not going to play well. So once we all came together, we started playing well. We just succeeded, and that's what we should do when we come together. I know you said it was kind of a slow start. Y'all did come out real hot with a kick return for a touchdown. T- tell us about how that really rallied rallied the troops to get going. Um, I mean, everything's really just momentum. Um, momentum and uh, tempo. If you keep your tempo up, your spirits high, um, it, it's going to be a good game. Anyway, I mean, you just got to keep playing well. I know you started the year at quarterback. Uh, I know you've had some troubles with uh, with your pinky and uh, your hand. Uh, how has that transition moving into running back really changed the game for you? <laughs> well, um, freshman and sophomore year, I started at running back. And then last year, I broke my arm, so I didn't get to play the whole season. And then this year I came in at quarterback and 
it was a different perspective. You know, I had to do a lot more things, had to be a little bit more focused. But going back to my home, I, I, I really love going back to my home at running back. I mean, it's I just get the ball run, run hard, and uh, try to provide yards for my team. And I know you guys won pretty big. Uh, looks like uh, Tennessee Heat kind of came back at the end, put some points on the board. But really, the defense held control of the game. You know, pretty much the whole time. How important is that for you on the offensive side of the ball, knowing the defense has your back every step of the way? Uh, it, it, it makes me feel safe. Uh, you know, Coach Fay does a great job um, being our defensive coordinator and getting the getting our players well and understanding what the game plan is and having our defense that I know can get a stop and us get on the field and try to advance the ball and score. It 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 makes me happy. It, it, it I know there's going to be some momentum when we get back on offense. And I know we have fall break coming up next week, but we're going back on the road to Loretto and then two big region games uh, to finish out the year. How important is it to go back on the road to Loretto, get that win, and then move into region play and, you know, make a run at the playoffs? Intensity is really all i got to say. We just got to pick it up in practice. Um, we got to be 100% on our game plan. Got to have every task. Um, we got to do everything right, basically. Go to Loretto, have a huge win go into these next two region games and just play our heart out and, you know, try to come home with three W's at the end of the year. Yeah, and I think three W's, that puts you in the playoffs. So, you know, congratulations today, 31-9, to uh, Eagleville over Tennessee Heat. I'm here in Mount Juliet with Brody Malcolmore, Nick Gould, Main Street Media. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Dr. Webb. I'm the owner and operator of Webb Aesthetic Plastic Surgery here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. I meet with patients who are ready to schedule surgery. We talk about their pre-op appointments, what to expect before surgery, what to expect during and after surgery. We graduated medical school and nursing school the same day, and I had things that I believed in and stood by that I wasn't willing to compromise on. So when he came home, we had to discuss that we were on the same page with how we treated patients and staff. We want them to feel like they're part of our family. If you're looking for a great deal, look no further than the Yard Sale Store. Our locally owned and award-winning store is stocked with daily arrivals of new items at unbeatable prices. From housewares to sporting goods, flooring to furniture, we have everything you need. With our huge selection and discounts up to 90% off retail, you're sure to find exactly what you're looking for. Visit us today at one of our three convenient locations or check out our website, yardsalestore.com, to see our latest arrivals. I'm blessed, blessed through the blood of Christ, with a beautiful wife and family, to have served in the United States Navy, now serving the great town of Smyrna, and blessed that all of our boys went to Stewart's Creek. I'm Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage with over 20 years experience in mortgage lending. If you're buying your first house or your fifth, refinancing or building your dream home, please call or email me, or come see me at the South Lowry Branch. It would bless me to assist in financing your dreams. Why the Hawaiian shirt? Closing on your home is a celebration, not a business meeting. Go Hawks! What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Welcome back to the Rutherford County High School Football Show as we continue to recap all the games played last week. MTCS traveled to South Pittsburgh and got their only loss of the year, losing 18-6. This MTCS segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Garen Yates threw for almost 100 yards, rushed for nearly 90, and accounted for the only touchdown on the day with a 15-yard run in the fourth. This game was scoreless at half, but South Pitt scored two in the third and added two two-point conversions, which solidified a victory against the Cougars. Looks like the hopes of a perfect season for the Cougars is over. Yeah, you know, you know they were an underdog going in there, even though they were ranked number one in the state <coughs> in Division Two. South Pittsburgh, very storied program, a lot of banners, a lot of championships. And I think they'll, both these teams will look back at the end of the year and say, hey, this was a good game for both of us. I mean, that's the first time that anybody's even challenged South Pittsburgh. 
and in the end it'll be a good game for MTCS when they get into uh, the playoffs and you know playing uh, some of the top teams in Division Two. Uh, you know, so like, you said, like you said, South Pittsburgh um, and the Cougars were tied 0-0 <clears throat> at halftime. Then South Pittsburgh got it going a little bit. But you know, we mentioned last week uh, South Pittsburgh had scored 316 points and had scored 21. I mean, had given up only 21 mm -hmm. all season. So you knew what type of opponent you were getting. You went down there, and um, uh, they, their subs didn't get to play none uh, this week. I can tell you, last week, I can tell you that, because that was a that was a dogfight all the way to the end. And they're, they're an aggressive team, it sounds like. They go for two pretty much every time. They really want to add, add up those points. You yeah, know? well, you a lot of people do that, and then a lot of people do it because they don't have anybody to kick it to the right. So, <laughs> That's true. Um, but, which is probably the case for them. Well, that's our MTCS segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Blackman hosted Pure Academy on Friday and came out on top 35-12. to Caden Perkins rushed for two touchdowns. Jabari Kemp ran one in as well. Carter Gregory threw two touchdowns on the day, one to John Drago Jr. and the other to Campbell Lee. Tyler Barampazin was 5-for-5 five five on the day, kicking PATs. Monty, the Blazer, cruising along uh, after a slow start. Yeah, slow start for sure. Tough opponents. Hmm. This one not so tough. Um, Piers out of um, Memphis. They had one really good player, though. I can't remember his name, but... He was pretty much the team. Uh, they probably had 25 players. You know, it's a new, it's a new school, new program. Uh, but kind of what the Blaze needed going into the um, open date with the fall break this week. And um, I know they're like everybody else. Most of them are getting off till like Thursday. Uh, I think they come back and start practicing. Most schools do, but. Uh, it was a good win, you know. They got their playmakers involved defensively. Um, they stood pretty strong, gave up a little bit here and there, but, uh, um, you know, they gave up two good drives. But other than that, uh, you go in, they took care of their business like they should have. That was another game that you, you picked almost on the nose, Monty. I think you had 35-14. You know, Pure Academy couldn't, couldn't convert their – their extra points. Yeah, so. the dreaded toe, I tell you, <laughs> the dreaded toe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good, good pick on that one, Monty. Uh, shout out to the Blaze for their victory. PCA hosted Friendship Christian at Floyd Stadium in what was a battle for second place in the region. The Lions struggled to score and struggled to contain Friendship's rushing attack and came up short 41-3. to This PCA segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Cooper McFarland accounted for the Lions' only points on the day with a 38-yard field goal. Friendship Christian's Tyson Walcott had 277 yards and five touchdowns. When a player has that kind of kind of a game, it's tough to match that on the other side of the ball. Yeah, really. Yeah. He's a beast. Yeah. You know, he's going to be a Mr. Football finalist. He's... Um, and they have not voted on that. That's just me stepping out on a limb there. Like, Full speculation but, there, Mike. Yeah. But uh, he's a beast. And, you know, they're, they're, Friendship Christian is one of those programs. Uh, DCA fell in that mode that, you know, uh, PCA just doesn't match up well with right now. They're not at that level. Now, they've matched a lot of their opponents. You know, they've got three victories this year. They've got a region win. Um I'm excited about that game they're going to have this week. I think it's kind of a telltale game. We'll get into that, I'm sure. And but no, I just think, you know, Coach Ferguson. He's been he's been around a long time, uh, and you know he knows the limitations his team has. And as long as they go out and you know just bust their butt and play lights out, play hard. Uh, that's all he's asking for this team to do. If wins come that way, uh, even even more 
uh, more the better. But this was a game they just didn't weren't going to match up. Yeah, I mean that that's tough. You, you get a couple tough opponents, but uh, you know the P- PCA is looking up this year. I think you know for for their first eleven man season, I think they're further along than I thought they would be. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. It's been impressive. That's our PCA segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Rockvale traveled to Manchester for a big region game on Friday and won pretty big on Coffee County, 31-7. to This Rockvale segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Malik Hicks blocked a field goal and returned it for 60 yards and a touchdown. DJ Thornton stripped the ball and ran it back for 86 yards and a touchdown. Brishan Odell ran one in for the offense. Malik Hicks also got a touchdown from Brennan Mayhew in the fourth. Juan Erdineta tallied a field goal from 21 yards. Huge win for the Rockets in region play this week, Monty. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a must-win deal. You know, when you look at the way the standings are, are shaping up right now, they could have ill, could, you know, could have ill afford to suffer loss here. And, you know, the thing about Rock Bell, you don't know what you're going to get week to week. Uh, they've been really inconsistent because when they're good, they can, they've got, they've got the talent. They can play, but you know, and again, you know, they get turning the ball over and things like that, and things go bad for them. Um, they don't respond to it very well, but uh, they um, s- certainly responded the minute they got off the bus the other night. Um, they knew the importance. That staff knew, knows the importance, and you know, coaches. They'll tell you that they're not looking, thinking about the playoffs right now. Yeah, they are. They know what they got to do to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, they may not talk about it with their team as much right now. But, uh, you know, they they know what they're going to have to do to get in. Well, and that was a big win. I mean, Coffee County, they're they're probably out now. And Oh, yeah, they're they're 0-3 in the region. Yeah, they're they're not going to the playoffs this year, you know. And you know, you got six team, you got six teams in this region, four going. So they're probably they're going to get left at home, and somebody else from Murfreesboro. I also saw this. This game could have very well been a shutout. Uh, I saw they had an 80-yard kickoff return. Yeah. Coffee County did, and then a, a pass interference called, and you know they ended up just getting it in, you know, on a short run, but. This game could have very well have been a shutout without a couple misplays yeah, there. They went down there and took care of their business. It was a good, solid win. This Rockville segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Now let's talk about last week's Rutherford County Game of the Week. Oakland took to the road on Thursday night to take on Siegel. What was a hard-fought victory for the Patriots, 49-7. This Oakland at Siegel Game Recap segment is brought to you by the Yard Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off, and Garbinson Construction, who provides quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new construction on residential and commercial projects in Rutherford County. On the Oakland side of the ball, Dwayne Morris had 11 carries for 169 yards and 4 touchdowns. Ashton Jones had 14 carries for 87 yards and a touchdown, and Avery Hainsworth had six carries for 53 yards and a touchdown of his own. Craig Tutt had a pick six to get things started for the Patriots. Gus Ramsey had three picks and four tackles. Caleb Ellison led the team in tackles with 10, and Quentin Norfolk added another seven. The Oakland defense also sacked Siegel four times, led by Jeremiah uh, Burnland's two sacks on the day. Maddox Grisham led Siegel's defense with seven tackles, followed by Andrew Varner with six. On offense, Caleb Watson had two catches for 58 yards. A.J. Cucciera came in at quarterback for the injured Santel and threw 10 for 24 for 162 yards and a touchdown to Terry and Grant. Tough loss for the Stars. You never want to see any of these kids get injured on the field. Uh, Santel went out early in the first half, and but his uh, replacement came in through a touchdown pass. They cut it to 42 to the main 42, 14 to seven. But really, that was about all the highlights. After that, it was um, Oakland. You know, their weapons on display. Getting Hainsworth back. Uh, that's the first time he's played all season after having knee 
surgery back during the off season. Um, so that's just another big back that gets them, uh, gives them more depth back there, and then like that's all they need. Gives Morris a little bit of a little bit of rest there. Yeah, or they can put him a receiver. You know, just he's a he's a running back that would start most every place. You know. You know, speaking of players coming back, I saw Creasy was was back under center as well. Yeah, got son came back. Coach Creasy's son came back. They played both quarterbacks. Him and Patrick Freeman have done a you know a, a great job this year, and so it'll he got hurt week two. So it'll be interesting to see where they go moving forward. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, Freeman played extremely well. He's a sophomore. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he goes with the two-headed monster or sticks with one of them. Yeah, and, and our, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Santel and, and his family. Uh, we hope for a quick and speedy recovery uh, and see if he can get back, uh, back on the field. And that was our uh, Oakland at Siegel game recap segment brought to you by the Art Sales Store, where all items are up to 90% off. And Garbison Construction provides quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new construction on residential and commercial projects in Rutherford County. That concludes our recaps from last week's games. Stick with us as we take a look at the standings, announce this week's Player of the Week, and hear from Laverne head coach Mike Woodward right after the break. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. People come to plastic surgery offices because they want to improve something that they feel is a flaw in themselves. About 10 years ago, our men's procedures were probably about 10% of what we did. Nowadays, it's more like 30 or 40%. Eyelid lifts, liposuction, and we even do hair transplants here. We are part of the community, and we want to be able to walk around and see faces in the community that we've made happy. When it comes to building or remodeling, you need a builder you can trust. Look no further than Garbison Construction. Voted one of Rutherford County's best builders, we deliver quality every time, from start to finish. As a locally owned company with decades of experience, we're proud to serve Rutherford and surrounding counties. Let us help make your dream a reality. Visit GarbisonConstruction.com to learn more. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call, to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Thanks for sticking with us as we continue to cover some of the best football played in the state right here in Rutherford County. In Region 3, Oakland sits on top pretty comfortably. Riverdale also undefeated in the region right behind. Siegel, Rockvale, and Blackman will battle it out for the last two spots. Because as it appears, Coffee County's out. Yeah, I would think so, unless they went out and something crazy happens, but I don't foresee that happening. So. You think uh, Oak Oakland uh, probably probably in the driver's seat here, but uh, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, they you know Oakland coffee play next week. Um, Oakland still got Ravenwood, uh, another non-league game, and they finish up with Riverdale. So you know I think again, you know Riverdale and Blackman still got to play next week. A lot of stuff can still happen, but as far as playoffs, you know I think you're looking at. Blackman, Siegel, and Rockville probably for those last two spots. Unless, you know, Blackman were to upset Riverdale. Yep, yep. Moving over to Region 5, Antioch and Smyrna are on top with their unblemished region records. 
Seward's Creek, Cane Ridge, and Laverne are right behind with one region win apiece. McGavick may have lost their chance to turn things around with another loss this week. What do you think, Monty? Um, I've been impressed with Antioch. I'm impressed the way Smyrna has came, come back. They still have to play. That could be winner take all. And who would have thought, you know, a month ago that Smyrna would be in the position to play for a region championship? I don't think many people at all would. But we did say things would got would get better, easier when they got into region play, and it has. Yep, that, that'll be an interesting one. I know we still have that Smyrna Stewart's Creek, you know, battle of Smyrna coming up. Uh, let's let's go to one A where Moore County and Collinwood sit on top, undefeated in the region. Richland is in the middle of the pack, two and two, and the bottom four teams, including Eagleville, all hang on with one region win apiece. Yeah, there was a surprise game last week. Um, Wayne County, which beat Riverdale. Riverdale beat Eagleville um, got upset by Huntland Huntland's a team that Eagleville will beat 35 to nothing so just goes to show when you get into the business of comparing scores uh, the math don't always add up right (laughs) yeah uh, because I've scratched my head on that one yeah I mean that that region it looks like it's going to be a bloodbath here here in a, a few weeks yeah you've got I mean, you got two teams locked down with Moore County and Collinwood. I'm assuming they still have to play one another, and uh, that's going to be a uh, – you won't know till late on Friday night who gets in the playoffs. <laughs> Pretty that much. La- that last Friday night out of that um, region. Moving on to Division Two, MTCS is the favorite at this point in the season to take the region. Friendship will likely take second. So now a big game between Ezel and PCA this Friday will probably determine third. King's Academy is almost certainly out with tough games against MTCS and Friendship coming up. Yeah, I think the battle lines are pretty well drawn there. It's MTCS is to lose, um, and I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, stranger things have, and <laughs> have this year. So, um, but... Yeah, I think that this weekend's matchup with Ezell and PCAA probably is for third place. Yep, yep. And and I believe Kings Academy is out. You know, I, I, again, I'm not exactly sure on, on the well, division two. Not mathematically, but realistically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. And we at Mainstream Media believe that players deserve recognition for all of their hard work seen on display every Friday night. Monty, who is this week's Rutherford County Player of the Week? Well, he had three weeks wrapped up into one almost. Uh, Riverdale senior quarterback, um, Braden Graham, over 360 yards and six touchdowns last week in the Warriors' 49-7 to victory over Cane Ridge. Congratulations, Braden. Definitely a well-deserved uh, Player of the Week for him. And now let's go to our interview with Laverne head coach, Mike Woodward. All righty. We're now going to be joined by Laverne football coach, Coach Michael Woodward. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm good, Monty. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us. I know it's always good after a W. You're going into fall break, so kind of on a upswing there. Um, it, it seemed like a game against a McGavick where – Really, things came together for you on both sides of the ball, and I know your your defense, which has played pretty sound all year, kind of jump started that thing, didn't they? In a twenty-seven to twelve win. Yeah, defense got us rolling. Um, you know, we got some big turnovers. Uh, we we had two defensive scores, and then other time two other turnovers to give us short fields. Um, you know, offensively, we we we've had some struggles, but uh, we, we were able to work on some things last week and clean them up and really just, you know, stay patient. Our guys kept on plugging away and, and finally able to put some points up in the second half. And, you know, I know you, you have goals set out there and um, everything still, you control your own destiny, so to speak, don't you, from this point on? 
We still do, yes. We've got, uh, like you said, we're on fall break this week, and then we've got, you know, we'll have three more games when we come back, two of which are region games. And, uh, yeah, if we take care of our business, and then we'll get into, you know, we'll get into playing in November. We don't need anybody's help yet. We still we still control our fate, which is a good thing at this late in the year. You know, it makes you feel a little bit better knowing that, you know, you can just worry about yourself and not also be scoreboard watching, trying to get help from others. It's um going back to your game, just tell us about a couple of those guys that made those big defensive plays for you. So uh Drayden Holly, a junior corner that we've got, had had two interceptions for us and one of them was returned for a touchdown. And then Corey Latimer, a, a senior D lineman for us, recovered a fumble in the end zone to get us our second score. And uh then DeAndre Sims had our other interceptions. So we ended up with, you know, three interceptions on the night, one fumble recovery. Um, and as you can see, I mean, several guys being involved in that and, and Dre Sims in particular, uh, he's on a three week stretch now where in those three games, he's had 28 tackles and then he's had another five sacks, uh, two interceptions and a block kick. So he's really, really playing well on that side of the ball for us. Coach, you come out, you win your opening ball game, then you hit a really tough stretch there. How do you keep those? How do you keep it fun? How do you keep them being um, positive going out to practice every day? Well, man, that's tough. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There, there was a couple of times there where, you know, it wasn't always positive and, and, and we've had some issues along the way. Uh, you know, what helped us in the middle was, you know, having a rivalry game like Smyrna. I mean, guys are always going to be excited during that week. So, so, you know, we, we had a good week of preparation there. I mean, we ended up losing the game, but still, as far as guys wanting to come in and work and get better, uh, they were doing that. And the next week was homecoming. So, again, we had, you know, like little extra perks and incentives where, you know, the guys are, are excited and wanting to come in and play. And, uh, you know, so that helped us keep keep things afloat, if you will, and, and kind of keep, keep our eyes on, on ourselves and what we had to take care of. And, you know, I'm just I'm proud of the guys who have stuck it out. I'm proud of the guys who keep coming in every day and working and so happy for them that we got that win Friday so they can go into this break and, and this little extra downtime, you know, and have a good feeling. Well, I know they are, were excited about that. And I imagine the head the head ball coach is a little excited going into fall break. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it definitely is a better feeling going into fall break with that W. Made Saturday and Sunday a little more enjoyable, and then uh, you know how it is. I got a few days where I, I do the do the list that the wife sent me to do, and you know, but she's in better spirits. I'm in better spirits, so you know, it's it's a good time right now. Um, how do you handle the the open week with your team? So we gave them five days off. So, you know, as soon as we got done Friday, uh, we get come back home and, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, we're doing nothing with them. So, you know, if they're going out of town, great. If they're, if they're staying home and just, you know, logging extra hours at work or whatever, you know, that's their time. And then we'll come back Thursday evening, have a short practice Thursday evening, and then turn around Friday morning, have another short one, really just to, you know, stretch and run, you know, knock off some rust and, and just do do a lot of Indian group stuff just to kind of knock those five days off and, and be ready to start game planning and getting ready for Green Hill on Monday. All right, Coach. Well, again, congratulations. I know it was a big win for you guys, big region win. And enjoy your fall break and good luck uh, the following week. All right. Thank you, Monty. Appreciate it. That's Mike Woodward, the head football coach at Laverne High School. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call. To a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. If you're looking for a great deal, look no further than the Yard Sale Store. Our locally owned and award-winning stores stocked with daily arrivals of new items at unbeatable prices. From housewares to sporting goods, flooring to furniture, we have everything you need. With our huge selection and discounts up to 90% off retail, you're sure to find exactly what you're looking for. 
Visit us today at one of our three convenient locations or check out our website, yardsalestore.com, to see our latest arrivals. Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. I'm Dr. Webb. I'm the owner and operator of Webb Aesthetic Plastic Surgery here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. I meet with patients who are ready to schedule surgery. We talk about their pre-op appointments, what to expect before surgery, what to expect during and after surgery. We graduated medical school and nursing school the same day, and I had things that I believed in and stood by that I wasn't willing to compromise on. So when he came home, we had to discuss that we were on the same page with how we treated patients and staff. We want them to feel like they're part of our family. Welcome back to Toots Restaurant on Broad Street in Murfreesboro as we continue to give you everything you need to know about high school football here in Rutherford County. Most of our teams are on by this week, so instead of previewing matchups and making picks, we're going to look at each team's remaining schedule and determine what is necessary for them to make the playoffs this year. Let's start with uh, 1A. We got Eagleville. Eagleville goes on the road to take on Loretto, then comes back home to finish with two huge region games against Richland and then Cornersville. Yeah, Loretto, really tough opponent, but it's a non-region game. Uh, Richland, Cornersville, as the schedule works out, um, both those are ahead of Laverne. I mean, Laverne, Eagleville. I can't get my teams in order today. Um, it's pretty simple. Eagleville wins both of them. They're in the playoffs and probably the third seed. Um, if they split, then then we're going to have to get into some <laughs> tiebreaker scenarios, tiebreaking <laughs> stuff. And then you know, if they were to lose both, then they would be out. Yeah, I talked to uh, so, some of the players and, and the coaches. That they're really excited, you know, about their victory, and they have high hopes going into the last last few games. So. Hoping the uh, Eagles will come out. Eagles will come out on top and um, you know make the playoffs this year. Well, they they they've been a mainstay in it, but uh, they've certainly made their job a lot more difficult. Yeah. This year, and they're backed into a corner. So. Yep. You know their game coming out of the break. Yeah, it's that's just a game, but the last two carry all the meaning for them as far as, you know, getting into postseason. Now let's go to 6A, and let's talk about Region 5, starting with Smyrna. Smyrna has a huge rivalry game against Stewart's Creek at home. Not only an inner-city rivalry, but also an inner-region rivalry, uh, then goes on the road to Antioch and finishes the season against Cane Ridge. Well, Smyrna's done a good job. Um owning their part into the county, so to speak, the northern end. Uh, they've lost to one they've lost once ever to Laverne and I don't know what their record is against Stewart's Creek, but it's certainly on the winning side. Um so um but the Creek and Smyrna it will be a, a doozy. Um it's not a mu it won't be a must win. Then they've got Antioch, and then they've got Cane Ridge, the last two on the road. So You'd um, like to think they, they can handle Cane Ridge. I know yeah. Antioch's a different story. They're, they're going to be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of they going to you know, have a chance to win the regular season, or are they just going to kind of limp in there? So we'll certainly see in the last uh, three weeks. Well, it's, and Stewart's Creek you know, just joined that region. I know that, that Smyrna-Stewart's Creek game is going to – carry a little bit more weight with it now. No, absolutely. Yeah, now that they're back in there, uh, they get kind of thrown around this region, that region, <laughs> but uh, uh, it'll be a good matchup. They're both, you know, they're both playing pretty good football. Smyrna particularly defensively, uh, they've come a long, long way in a short time. So, Yeah, de uh, definitely the defense. Yeah. Both Stewart's Creek and Smyrna have the same schedule. 
So, interesting. Laverne, they're going to go to Mount Juliet to take on Green Hill week after next, and then finish the season with two home region games against Stewart's Creek and Antioch. Okay, Green Hill, obviously non-region game. Doesn't matter. Last two weeks, Stewart's Creek, Antioch, and home. Phew. Going to have their hands full in both of them, but like you said, the the, the, the opportunity's there. Yeah. They're not eliminated yet. I think Laverne would probably have to win one, one out of two, and I think they'd be in a good spot. Lose both, most likely out. I would say yes, out. You know, that, that loss against Cane Ridge de- definitely doesn't help things, especially when it was just a, a 3-0 loss that really could have gone either way. Well, the thing about the Cane Ridge loss, Laverne and um, Cane Ridge do have the same record, but really they're not tied because Cane Ridge has a tiebreaker over them. So really they're a game ahead of them, yeah. you know, in essence. So that, that, that could bite them. Yeah, it can, definitely. And then our last team in uh, that region, we've already pretty much talked about them. They're going to be playing, you know, all three teams are going to be playing each other. So Stewart's Creek goes down the road to Smyrna, then goes a little farther up the road to Laverne. Yeah, they've got Smyrna, Laverne on the road, but short trips. They finish at home against McGavick. Uh, You assume they'll win that game. So, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're like Smyrna. It's a matter you know where where at? Uh, of course, they've already lost to Antioch, so Antioch would have any tiebreaker over them. Yep. So. I guess that kind of means that you know that Smyrna Stewart's Creek game, in essence, would probably be a battle battle for second place then. Yes, but could could set up a battle for first place. Yep. With um, as Smyrna. far as Smyrna. Yep. Be, it's going to be hard for. Um, um, Stewart's Creek to get that top spot because they did lose to Antioch and Antioch has not lost a region game yet. So, And then let's go to uh, Region 3 and 6A starting with Rockvale. Rockvale takes on Pope Prep at home then finishes the season with two more home games but they these will mean much more as they are region opponents. Blackman then Siegel. Yeah, I mean we don't know about Thomas Santillo and his injury at Siegel, but certainly they're going to have to win one of those yeah. to be in the picture. You know, you lose them both and you're out. So one out of two probably puts them in a tiebreaker scenario. You got a lot of these schools right now. They're, they're I think we touched on this last week. They're really in playoff mode now. Oh yeah. You know, any district game is like a playoff game. From what's left on their respective schedule. Definitely that uh, Rockvale Siegel game at the end of the year. You know, both teams are going to need that win yeah. uh, to, to make it. And let's go to Blackman. Blackman goes down the road to Riverdale, then continues down the road to Rockvale. They will finish their, the season at home against Coffee County. Which could be good if they beat them. Um, probably that Rockvale game is going to have a massive meeting. Of course, so does the Riverdale. It's the backyard brawl, uh, <laughs> as it's known as, and um, has a little more enticement now that you've got twin brothers will be coaching <laughs> against each other. Kreisky versus Kreisky. Yeah, I think it's a week they don't speak. So do know. they not speak this week too? <laughs> no, they'll probably they'll probably talk this week. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a funny situation, but yeah. The, I think we already uh, have our eyes on that being the Rutherford County game of the week. Usually is. <laughs> All right, let's go to Siegel. They're going to go to Hendersonville for the second time this season at Beach, then take on Riverdale at home, and finally finish their season on the road at Rockvale. Yeah, again, a non-region game. It doesn't really matter, but certainly Riverdale and Rockvale will for Siegel. Um, you know, they find a way to win one of those. They're probably getting the playoffs for the first time in uh, a long time. Yep. All right. Riverdale hosts Blackman in the Battle of the Kreiskys. 
uh, then goes on the road to take on Siegel. And the Warriors will finish the season at Oakland, which, as we've talked about, could become a battle for first if Riverdale's able to take care of business before then. Yeah, it will be um, if they do that. But, you know, that's a that's an interesting three-game stretch. You know, you've got Blackman, who's been playing much better. Uh, you got Siegel, who's had success they haven't had in the past. And then you've got the three-time defending state champs. So uh be an inter- interesting last three weeks for the Warriors. Definitely. And last, we got Oakland hosting Coffee County. Then goes to Ravenwood, who is, at this point, another favorite uh, to potentially win the 6A state title. Um, and then they'll finish the the season at home in this game we've been talking about against Riverdale. Yeah, Coffee County, that shouldn't really be any problems. Ravenwood, good road matchup, playoff-type game. And then you wrap it up with your longtime rival, uh, Riverdale. It's got a little old school in it. It's the first time I remember in quite some time that they played the last game of the year. I, I like that. Used you know. to, they played the last game of the year, and uh, the winner went to the playoffs, and the loser went to a bowl game. Go to the Tullahoma Lions Bowl or something, <laughs> Nursery Man's Bowl, Tobacco Bowl. Uh, then they realize, yeah, these bowls are nice, but you know we can expand this playoff format and start generating yeah. more dollars. So yeah, up up the ticket prices. You know what they do. Yeah, but it was. Um, <laughs> it's got the old school look to it, playing the final game of the year. And you know the way I look at it, if there's if you know, you said there's a team in the county that could get Oakland this year. I don't know if there is, but if there is, it's Riverdale. Most definitely. So you definitely have the talent. All right, moving on to Division Two. MTCS goes out east to the Kings Academy, then goes to Floyd Stadium, and what will be the start to this Murfreesboro Christian School rivalry against PCA? They finish the season at home against Ezel Harding three region games for them. Yeah, they're they're going to sweep all those, I feel like, um, barring unforeseen circumstances. Um, and, you know, um, they've had a magical season. You know, that loss to South Pittsburgh puts no damper on what those guys have been able to to accomplish this year. If you beat Friendship Christian, you've had a good year. If you beat them again in the playoffs, which you probably would have to, then you've had a great year. You've had a state championship year, right? Type, yes. <laughs> At least playing for it. And they were oh so close uh, a couple years back. So we'll see what happens with them. Most teams are out on fall break, but we do have one team playing next week, and that is PCA. This is going to be our Rutherford County Game of the Week. PCA traveling to Ezel Harding in a huge region matchup. As we've said, it appears to be a battle for third place and will secure a spot in the playoffs for the winning team. Monty, who are you taking in this one? Well, this is a tough one here. Ezel's 4-3. and three, um, Had a little, little success this year, obviously. Um... Have scored points. I mean, again, if you want to compare um, PCA beat the Kings Academy by what uh, four, five? Yeah, it was a pretty and, close. One. And then um, DCA, I mean, um, Ezel. Ezel beat them by four. It was eleven to seven uh, the other night. Mm-hmm. Ezel won, and then the week before it was. 20 to 15, um, PCA won. So, you know, it looks like all those are kind of evenly matched. But again, when you go back to comparing scores, you get burnt. But I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride with PCA. Games that they have not been overwhelmed by size, talent. Uh, they've been right there in every game. So I'm assuming that they're going to be in this game and. Uh, whoever makes a couple big plays will probably come out the winner. 
going with the Lions. If that math is mathing, you know, PCA by a point, right? That's right. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for hanging out with us on the Rutherford County High School Football Show. Enjoy your fall break, everyone. We will be back in action next week to cover more Rutherford County High School Football next Wednesday at 1030. See you then. You've been watching the Rutherford County High School Football Show with Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor Monty Hale and Nick Goulds. Read this week's Murfreesboro Post for all the latest news about Rutherford County High School sports. The Rutherford County High School Football Show has been brought to you by Web Aesthetic Plastic Surgery and Med Spa, Moxie Pest Control, The Yard Sale Store, Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage, Garbison Construction, and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest on Rutherford County football. 